Welcome fellow pilots and other podcast listeners to another episode of the Alaska Pilots Podcast. I'm your host, Strategic Communication Chair, David Campbell. So we've been doing these podcasts for several years now, and most of the content of these episodes have focused directly on the day-to-day work of the MEC to keep you in the loop on things like negotiations, the COVID-related changes, contract implementation, scheduling issues, State of the Union type episodes, and the like. But one important aspect of your union that often gets overlooked is the hard work being done on a daily basis by dedicated volunteers throughout the committee structure. Here at the Alaska MEC, we have north of 40 committees that do important work, most of which people don't hear on a regular basis because they don't interact with those committees in the way that they do, say, with the scheduling committee or hear from on a more regular basis like you might with the negotiating committee is another good example of that. So we'd like to change that. And as our bandwidth allows, we'll be bringing to light more of the committees and the volunteers in them that you may be less familiar with through some of these podcast episodes. Today, we'll be talking with two of those. One, professional standards most pilots are probably aware of, even if they haven't interacted directly with the committee. The other is a brand new one, recently unanimously approved by the collective block reps who make up the MEC, called the Debbie Committee, which stands for Diversity, Equity, Belonging, and Inclusion. I'll be joined today by MEC Chairman Will McQuillan, Debbie Committee Chair Mario James, Debbie Committee Vice Chair Jen Taylor, and the Professional Standards Committee Chair, Scott Hathaway. And I'd like to let each of them introduce themselves so you can hear who they are. Let's just, uh, let's see, go around the room, start with Mario. Tell us a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind. Mario James, I'm a uh, 737 captain in Los Angeles, prior Virgin America. Before that, it was Comair. Some of my union work is on the pilot to pilot at uh, Comair, and then that uh, Virgin America, I was on the uh, merger committee. All right. So in a way, we go away. I, that's how I cut my teeth as well, pilot to pilot at Comair. So it's amazing how it's a relatively small community, isn't it? Absolutely. And Jen Taylor is the vice chair. Jen, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. My name is Jen Taylor. I'm a first officer up in Seattle, also prior Virgin America. I came from SkyWest and Commuter before that. For ALPA, I'm the Debbie Vice Chair and our Family Planning and Support Committee Chair. So working two committees, actually. Mm -hmm. And Scott, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, David. My name is Scott Hathaway. I'm a captain down in Los Angeles and been with Alaska for 17 years. Prior to that, I was with Mesa Airlines. Was on the scheduling committee for about eight years and have been on the professional standards committee for the last 10 years. I was the LEC Professional Standards Chair in LA for five years and uh, now newly appointed the MEC Professional Standards Chair. So thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. All right, great. Well, thanks everyone for being in here today. And of course, our Chairman, everyone knows your voice pretty well, but thank you for joining us again. Thanks, David. All right, well, Scott, I'd like to start with your committee. And I'm guessing most pilots have heard of your committee. We had your predecessor on an earlier episode to highlight the resources available, in fact, but that was almost three years ago. So could you describe the services your committee provides to our pilots? Sure, David. 
as it always has been, Professional Standards Committee is here's a resource for our professional pilots to help set and maintain professional standards and protect and enhance the careers of all Alaska pilots. We're useful and in, in a confidential resource. The purpose of the MEC Professional Standards is to promote and to maintain the highest degree of professional conduct among the Apple pilots. So how do you do that? It almost sounds like you have a pseudo-enforcement or discipline role. Actually, David, it's just the opposite. Uh, the major point of this committee is to keep issues from becoming an enforcement or discipline issue between pilots or between pilots and other work groups. We do that by working with the individuals on a strictly voluntary basis. And the primary components for MEC Professional Standards Committee are the uh, concepts of neutrality, confidentiality, and we keep no written records. So every case we handle, we do so in a non-judgmental non-accusatory and non-confrontational manner. We do not pass judgment in terms of guilt or innocence on any individual. We also try and resolve all conflicts and problems at the lowest possible level of involvement. What does that mean? What do you mean when you say lowest level of involvement? Our committee tries to make sure that whatever the issue is that brought one member to call us, that we are able to resolve it among us without going to the supervisor or beyond that to human resources. For example, through the process, often two parties realize that there was a misunderstanding or at least they get a better understanding of each other's perspective, which establishes a much better working relationship. Would that apply to anything? Are, are there any issues that your committee doesn't work on or handle? We can, we can handle most any case. The, the one that we don't handle is, is sexual harassment. Uh, that's something that we can't deal with. But we have resources to help people. If they were to call us with a sexual harassment case, we can help them find a place to go and a person to contact. And Scott, so how has this process been working? It's worked very well for a very long time. We find that when issues are brought to our committee and the parties are willing to enter into the process, uh, we have great success with putting pilots safely back together in the flight deck. Well, it sounds like a great program. Why haven't I heard more of these success stories? Well, it's we're kind of a different committee in that everything we do, as I mentioned before, is confidential. And that's one of our core principles. And that's something that we really hold sacred because pilots have to trust us. When they go through the process, they have to, to know that it's a private process. So by the very nature of the committee, you aren't going to hear much about our successes. Okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense. So. What does going through this process look like? Let's say another crew member had some issue with me and they contacted Pro Stands. What's that going to look like for me? If you were to call myself or another Pro Stands member, I'd start off by explaining that, that I received a phone call from, say, a first officer that you worked with and would like to discuss a situation if you're able to do that. Then would explain that our conversation, as well as a conversation that I had with the first officer is again, completely confidential. And this is a non-disciplinary phone call. The process is then to listen to your side of the story and uh, try to determine where the breakdown of communication or issue happened. We know that there's always two sides of the story and we wanna make sure that both individuals are heard. Now, once that happens, we try to come up with a resolution and help with a misunderstanding or whatever the case may be. So we don't need to involve the company and, and no one gets in trouble. And ultimately, we can 
make sure that you and your first officer can work together and safely operate the jet together. Once both sides are happy with the outcome, then we close the case. And again, we don't keep any written records and nothing is discussed with anyone outside of Prost Hands. You mentioned that it would be you or someone from the committee that would call. How is that determination made? Well, first of all, the phone call comes in to any committee member that the individual that is having the issue has the number of or maybe feels more comfortable talking to. But then once we determine what the case is or who it involves, we like to utilize a peer-to-peer concept where captains would talk to captains, first officers would talk to first officers, and so forth. We found that people often feel more comfortable and or confident when they are working with someone that they feel would more likely understand their point of view. A lot of these cases sometimes overlap into areas of expertise of other Alpha Pilot Assistance Committees, such as the PPS Committee, HIMS, SERP, and those sort of committees. And it's a value to utilize these SMEs to better handle a case in a more personal and informed manner. In this way, it's all under the umbrella of confidentiality, and we can utilize the expertise of other committees to resolve issues more effectively. The new Debbie committee is going to be an important addition to that list of SMEs. The entire pilot assistance group is dedicated to the promotion of Alaska's professional performance, and Debbie is a valuable part of that, especially as our pilot group's demographics evolve. Mario, as the chair of the Debbie committee, how do you see your committee's work helping out and becoming one of those supportive committees Scott just mentioned? Well, one of the uh, things that we try to do here at the Debbie committee is have an empathetic point of view of pilots and uh, helping to understand each other's point of view. We, as a committee, we have a committed volunteer base that represents a wide variety of uh, diversity traits. All these committee members are very passionate about helping people understand and grow and learn about diversity. We believe that we can provide a space to handle conflict, to evolve, so that all pilots can feel like they have a safe place to be heard. Now, while conflict resolution is part of Debbie's committee work, it's just that, a part of our work, and it falls under one of our four broader focus areas of membership assistance. So David, I'd like to chime in here about what Mario said about the committee members representing a wide array of diversity traits. We do recognize that the vast majority of pilots are straight white men, and they are represented on our committee as well. Meaning you have someone that fits that demographic. Yes, more than one. Yeah, okay. So Jen, tell us what drew you into this committee work. Sure. So when I started in this industry, I didn't see myself represented, but I also didn't realize that. And I spent most of my career trying to fit in. I was very proud of the fact that people would always tell me that I was one of the guys. Uh, Lots of jokes were told and people would say things like, oh, it's just Jen. It's totally fine. She's one of the guys. And I was really proud of that. Um, When I got hired at my last airline, I started flying with a bunch of people who uh, the culture was, it just felt different. I didn't feel like I had anything to prove. And I was flying with a lot of women who were very much empowered in their their roles as captain and not afraid to be women. And suddenly I had this space to just realize that I'd been trying to be a man my whole career as a pilot and I didn't really realize I could also be a woman. 
So I'm just passionate about helping pilots feel comfortable being themselves in the flight deck. Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I don't think about that when I'm flying with women. You know, what do you mean? Like, what is it when you say you were trying to be a man? What do you mean? That's a great question. It's really nuanced. In my experience, it showed up as just completely rejecting anything that was feminine. If people would say things about female pilots being lesser than, I would agree with them. I didn't see myself as a female pilot, so that didn't really insult me. And I just found feminine traits to be weak. I saw anything associated with women to be weak. I I really lived my life trying to be one of the guys in my personal life as well. And I think that speaks to being your authentic self. And that's one of the, the things we want people to be able to do is be their authentic selves. Uh, something else I noticed when I was flying was that I flew with a lot of women who didn't realize they may be being treated differently. And that was something that harkened back to my days as a regional pilot when I first got started and was trying so hard to fit in. And I noticed that as I was realizing that I could function in the flight deck a different way, I would try to have those discussions with other women. And I was finding that a lot of the women were also still stuck in that way of thinking. Hey, Jen, I'm curious about something you just mentioned that some of the women you were having conversations with, you discovered, I guess, that they didn't realize they were being treated differently. And maybe that grew out of your own awareness coming up over the years. What do you mean by that exactly? And I guess, what does that look like for you? Yeah, so it's really subtle sometimes. Sometimes it's a little more overt. I I have two examples in mind, Um, especially early on in my career when I was really young and fresh in the industry. I Captains would come in the flight deck all the time and welcome me with, well, you are way better looking than my last FO. And they they meant no harm by it at all. But I'm not here to look pretty in the right seat. I'm here to fly a plane with you. And the way that they started off the tone of the flight deck was with what I looked like. And it's just, it's, yeah, it just makes you feel like you're not really there to do anything but look good, even though that was never his intent at all. And I know that because I had a conversation finally with one captain and he was horrified. He never meant he never meant to make me feel horrible. He thought he was complimenting me. He thought that all women just wanted to know they were beautiful. And it was just an inappropriate, it's just really inappropriate at work to bring that up. One other more overt experience that I've had is just a captain that flat out told me that women and minorities were just not as good at flying as men. And then he looked at me and he said, I'm not talking about you, though. And I don't understand how you can't be talking to me at that point. Uh, so that was pretty overt. I've, I've heard that twice now in my career. And what's it like for you in the cockpit when that happens? You still have to make choices, right? Sure. It's, you know, for me, it's kind of surreal. That stuff starts to come out and sometimes I just freeze. 
it's taken me a long time to find my voice. It's taken a lot of practice because still when that stuff happens, my brain just says, this isn't happening. He didn't really just say that to me. So those first two instances, I was still really young in my uh, just learning, just finding myself. I was still in that that period of finding who I wanted to be as a pilot. And I, I just completely froze in those moments. And so I think it's important to point out that just because people haven't said anything to you when you say something doesn't mean that it didn't bother them or that it wasn't inappropriate. Sometimes it's just really tough to speak up. That's interesting and it's good to hear. And it's your first example, I think, is a really good one because it's something I... Today, I wouldn't say that, but I can certainly imagine that I've probably said something like that and not really had a sense of what impact that might have. And I I think that it raises the point, too, about what your committee is about is to just create a space where you can have those conversations. Yes, that's that's exactly what we're here for. We've talked a lot about how your committee may assist in pro stands, but that's not actually the focus of Debbie. Can you talk about what your committee does? Sure. We touched on our one focus area earlier, membership assistance. That's where our conflict resolution would fall under. Our three other focus areas are awareness, outreach, and policy review. When we're talking about awareness, we're hoping that awareness will be cultivated through initiatives designed to educate pilots and union leaders on the importance of diversity, equity, and inclusion in our workplace and profession. And they'll also help us to understand how to create a more inclusive and safe work environment because our core goal for this committee is safety. When we're talking about policy review, our policy reviews are designed to assess ALPA's existing policies and procedures through a DEI lens. And just a reminder that when we make recommendations, they are just that, recommendations. Implementation of those recommendations is always at the discretion of the MEC. Our outreach programs are initiatives that are designed to increase diversity and inclusion in the aviation industry by focusing on underrepresented groups and educating them on the possibilities of pursuing careers as airline pilots. They aim to address the lack of diversity in our profession and provide opportunities for individuals from underrepresented communities to pursue careers in aviation. Thanks, Jen, for clearing up what the committee does. And, you know, we talked about at the beginning of the episode a little bit, but there is a component of interfacing directly with professional standards. So I'd like to flesh that out a little bit. And maybe, Scott, I'll go back to you. What's that going to look like? Well, as far as the Debbie Committee and professional standards working together, you know, as, as we've talked about, the Debbie Committee is doing a lot of other valuable things for this pilot group. As far as the conflict resolution piece where the Debbie committee will work with professional standards, that may look like someone that feels like they can't call professional standards, they feel more represented by calling the Debbie committee, can call Mario or call Jen with their issues that they've had. And then Mario or Jen would call myself or uh, Isaac Schaefer, who is our MEC professional standards vice chair. And we can work through that together determining what the best outcome would be for a resolution for that problem. So I've had conversations with everybody in this room over the last several months, and it seems clear that there's a couple of avenues that brought the need for this committee to light. 
A big one, of course, is just the changing demographics of our pilot group. Indeed, David. We meet with every new hire class as they come through their ALPA day and have the opportunity to, to really witness the changing demographics of the pilot group in real time. And it has changed in the 17 plus years that I've been here. And so I think that as our pilot group evolves, our committee structures evolve along with it to meet their needs. Will, could you speak to this new committee from the lens of being in a leadership position? David, I want to come back to something that you had asked earlier, which is, why does this committee exist? Why do we have a need for the Debbie committee? And I'll answer that in a couple of ways, just from my lens, if you will, that there's nothing more important in this job than fostering and promoting unity, right? Unity is at the core of everything that we do. And when we can't communicate with each other effectively, when we're not empathetic to each other in our day-to-day work, and we don't have that ability, as you know, I ask every new hire class that comes in here to be able to, to share your experiences, to talk to one another, because that's that shared experience, that communication and finding common ground, common goals that really has carried us. And it was what we did during the flight path suites, for example. When we, during the merger, we brought two pilot groups together and had them share experiences, ideas, backgrounds. Where did you come from? And that's what fostered unity. And that's what carried us through a merger and a pandemic. It carried us through a CBA. And so when you consider having effective communication and that this committee and pro stands are there to foster effective communication, they're core to that unity piece on everything that we do. And so the Debbie Committee is just simply another tool. As you know, we have a really diverse, huge committee structure, and we're constantly identifying the needs to build on or refine that committee structure so that it's effective for the pilot group. And uh, I can think of an example, even going back to like the, the payroll committee, one of our newer committees that was stood up. If you went through history, a bunch of other committees were fielding payroll questions. And so you can talk about contract compliance or membership or training. And very quickly, we identified the need to have a standalone committee that could do that work in a specialized capacity that, you know, answer, be a a valuable tool to the pilots. And this is really no different, but this one is even more important because it does, it gets to that communication piece, to the shared understanding and to that unity piece. Thanks, Will. I think your parallel with the flight path suite is really apt. In both that instance and with the formation of this Debbie committee, we are trying to create spaces where people can meet, either literally in the case of the flight path suite or maybe a little bit more metaphorically with this committee, where we can just get to know each other. And I think some people may forget this. We did those flight path suites during a very charged time. The seniority list integration, uh, in other words, the the merged seniority list, that had been in arbitration, and the award came out right when we started doing those. In fact, the award came out literally hours before the second of those Flight Pass Suite events. So in that charge environment, in an area where we didn't know each other well, where we were coming together with a lot of preconceived notions about each other, we were able to listen, understand each other, get to know what was common among us. And we really honestly built a strong solidarity that carried us through the future negotiations. 
the JCBA, and more recently, the contract that we signed last year. We recognize that solidarity was important and that losing it or not building it was a threat. So the MEC created a place to build it. And now today, we're noticing that our pilot group demographic is changing, which is a opportunity to build solidarity and unity. And so it's important that we do that. Yeah. And, you know, David, that's true. It's important that unity is foundational to everything we do. But also we have a very unique workspace in that we share what, maybe a handful of square feet to try and move the jet effectively and safely every day. And we have to be able to understand, work well together. And that was foundational to what established pro standards. And I just think that this is an extension of pro standards in that way that we communicate effectively and that we find common ground so that we can move forward. All right. Well, I'd like to thank all of you for coming in. And of course, thank you for the work that you've been doing. And again, much of it, maybe even most of it is behind the scenes, which is common of most or at least many of our committees here at the Alaska MEC. And as I mentioned at the top of this episode, we'll have more of these episodes where we're bringing into light the committee work. And as I said, there are multiple volunteers that are involved in a committee, sometimes more than one committee. They're doing work on behalf of the pilot group. And sometimes people come into direct contact with that when they really need it. Oftentimes they don't, but that work is still being done on a daily basis. So it's really important to me and I I think to the MEC and to Will I know is to put a little daylight on that so people know what their union is doing on their behalf. So as we can, we'll have more episodes like this. I'd like to thank you for listening as well, both our pilots and non-pilots out there. This has been another episode of the Alaska Pilots Podcast. Mm